welcome back to the Literary Latte Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. And I'm Katie. And we are here to talk about a very thought-provoking book today. Um, The Perfect Marriage. Um, Very thought-provoking, you know. Um, Me and Katie have a lot of thoughts. Um, Yeah. But, you know, before we jump into it, you know, Katie, how are you? Like, you know. I'm pretty good. I'm in Pennsylvania, so made it to my brother's and just kind of been hanging out. We spent some time with my niece and nephew yesterday. We went shopping. It's like our tradition now is I uh, I come into town and we go to Target. So, mm. yeah, they uh, they definitely enjoy shopping and I like buying stuff for them. So it works out. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. Although I am freezing. This Florida girl is very cold. It's not that cold. It's really only like high 40s to low 50s. But I definitely have a heater going <laughs> in this room um, at night because I am like very cold. Right. You know, I like that. Yeah. I don't know how I would do in that weather. You were saying it was 49 degrees. Mm-hmm. It's um currently in Florida. Let me check this real quick. It's 79. So, yeah. but we have been a little cooler, which I've been enjoying, especially because on my runs, I feel like I can mm. go a little earlier because it's not yeah. as hot. Yeah. So it's nice. Um, well, and it's think- like Florida got nice for like two weeks, like a month ago. And then all of a sudden it went back to being like 90 degrees in the afternoons. And it was very annoying. Yeah. But yeah, you know what, though? Enough about the weather. Let's dive into this book. Because, yeah. Um, Katie. We have, we have thoughts. <laughs> yes, we have thoughts. Um, Katie crafted. And yes, that is a play on Katie's well first done. and last name. Well done. Um, a summary. She bestowed me the honor of reading it. So <laughs> let's get to it. <laughs> so this is The Perfect Marriage. The Perfect Marriage is told via alternating first-person point of views, shifting back and forth between the voices of Adam Morgan and Sarah Morgan. A child-free couple living in Washington, D.C., Adam and Sarah have been married for 10 years. The book paints Sarah as a powerhouse lawyer, a top criminal defense attorney who defends elites, and Adam as a floundering author, still waiting on a big success. In addition to a home in Washington, D.C., Adam and Sarah have a lake house in Prince William County, Virginia. On the couple's 10th anniversary, Adam has a rendezvous at the lake house with his mistress, waitress Kelly Summers. Adam leaves a seemingly sleeping Kelly in bed that night at the lake house to hurry back to D.C. to Sarah. The next morning, though, Adam and Sarah's cleaning lady at the lake house discover Kelly's body, stabbed 37 times, in bed, and notifies the police. Sheriff Ryan Stevens and one of his deputies, Deputy Marcus Hudson, arrest Adam and charge him with Kelly's murder. Sarah's notified of the charges, and in spite of his infidelity, decides to defend Adam. Sarah's defense of Adam is complicated by Adam's lack of cooperation and his overbearing mother, Eleanor. Sarah goes to great lengths to figure out what really happened with the help of her assistant, Anne, gay best friend, Matthew, and disgruntled co-worker, Bob. 
She pursues a lot of key clues about Kelly's damning and potentially murderous past and jumps through many hurdles to defend her husband while also ensuring her established career isn't at risk. Despite Sarah's efforts to exonerate Adam, he is ultimately convicted and sentenced to the death that oh my god to the death penalty per virginia law following the verdict the book flashes forward 11 years adam's on death row and it's his execution day and sarah's going to visit him to say goodbye we learn after her haunting visit the truth about what happened one day sarah was approached by a member of her law firm nicholas robert miller also known as bob about Kelly and Adam's affair. Bob is the brother of Kelly's former husband, and Bob had hoped to blackmail Sarah with this embarrassing information, but instead, Sarah flipped it and reversed it and said, we should kill Kelly and frame Adam for the murder. The plan allowed Bob to avenge his brother's murder, which was allegedly committed by Kelly, while Sarah avenged herself for Adam's infidelity. The book ends with Adam's execution, and his last thoughts are of Sarah, as he realizes that she was the one responsible for everything. Sarah leaves the execution and joins Bob. They're getting married the next day and have a six-year-old daughter named Summer. Sarah feels solace as she is living the life she was always meant to live. Don't get married, you'll get murdered. ultimately from all these books that we've been reading (laughs) that is the takeaway that is what i've learned from these books don't get married you're gonna get murdered you know but honestly and like okay so as you know from the summary this book was had some twist a bit all Mm -hmm. over the place i felt like a lot of loose ends that we didn't get like complete closure on i would say yes like maybe i guess we kind of did but not really i don't know i want to i want to let katie start katie what are your overall thoughts of the book i feel like this book just it just lost itself about midway through because there was so many like just stupid things that like specifically Adam was doing and I was just kind of like what why like if you are indeed innocent like you're making this so much worse for yourself because now you're doing things that are going to bring like actual charges against you and you just this is stupid like he he like breaks out of jail he well first he like is on house arrest and decides to leave to go confront Sarah's assistant because he thinks that she's the one that killed Kelly and framed him and then after he's arrested for that then figures out how he can break out of jail and like goes and it was very bizarre and I was I was just one of those things where I was like this is dumb like what are you doing Adam Morgan and I told you this Adam Morgan is maybe the dumbest character we or maybe I in my life have read about he was so stupid doing the things you said but also it's like so like with the perspectives we get like their internal monologues and like their inner thoughts and all of that right there were so many times 
where I'm like, Adam, can you please like actually get your priorities straight? Because Sarah, <laughs> which we do learn, <laughs> did frame him and right. is the reason for all this. But right. at the time we didn't know and he didn't know. So she's like seemingly going through great lengths to prove his innocence, doing all these things and like going back and forth between her office and then like back to the lake house to check on him and like dealing with his infidelity and all this stuff. And all he can think about is she seems distant. I get it. But what is she doing? Why is she gone? She isn't talking to me like she used to. Sir, (laughs) she found out about your affair. You're being charged for murder. And she's representing you. She's working on the case. Meanwhile, you're giving all your information to this random girl who shows up at your lake house saying she's a reporter. Yes. And being like, oh, she'll help me because I need all the help I can get. Mind you, she turned out to be a PI that was hired by Bob, wasn't it? Or something like that. Yeah. To keep an eye on Adam. Yes. It was just, like, he's doing everything that's so dumb. And then his mom is, like, like, so stupid because she, like, coddles him. And it's like, my son's innocent and it's that (laughs) bitch's fault for not being a more attentive wife. And, like, all this shit. It's like, you're actually a Mm -hmm. moron and you need to be committed. And I hate you. Yeah. Oh, and the whole storyline with the reporter slash private investigator and at one point, he, like, kisses her out of nowhere. Like, it was really weird where I was like, how like how delusional are you in life that you think that this woman was, like, coming on to you in any way, shape, or form? It's like, something with him he needs, like, affection and, like, affirmation and just, like, physicality, like... That's why he had the affair. Then I don't know, maybe because his mom gave him so much attention. He's like seeking out all this attention. So he's like, this girl cares about me. She's researching this case for me. Let me kiss her while I'm drunk on scotch and scare her when I have my anger flashes. Which at one point I was like, he gets angry a lot. Maybe he did do it. And he's just so stupid that he set up the perfect amount of evidence. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I actually did have that thought as well because... Once they kind of started showing those like flashes of anger, I was like, oh, interesting. Maybe it was like, like he did it, but then like someone else set up remember. the evidence or something. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, this book, I remember when we did our coffee break last week, I was about 120 pages in and this is like 330 roughly. Yeah. And I was still in it. I was like, oh, I want to know what happened. And I was telling Katie, and she's like, you like this? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I mean, yeah, as of right now, like, I'm in it. But then it did get to a point, like, halfway where I was like, I don't think I care anymore. Yeah, I had that thought many times, and I almost just went and found, like, a synopsis online no. so I wouldn't have <laughs> to finish it. But then I was like, that's not fair, and we need to, like, we're going to review it, so. We have to keep the integrity of the podcast, Katie. Yeah. I did give up listening to Iron Flame to finish this book because I was like, if I I continue down Iron Flame, I will not listen to this book. That part. (laughs) I won't be ready. So, um, yeah, this book, probably my least favorite book that we've read this year. I have to say... 
And I don't want to say too much because our last episode of the year is going to be a coffee break where we like rank the books. Yeah. I need to get a list of all the books we read and send that out because we have this yeah. one and then we have just Iron Flame left. But um, I, this was definitely, I didn't think it would be going into it, but this is definitely in the bottom tier of yeah. the books we read. Because yeah. I even like, I'm on page 300 and it's like about to be the trial or something. And I'm like, who killed Kelly? I don't like, where's this book yeah. going? I think I had settled on Sheriff Stevens maybe because he was shady. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I was just like, it went to 11 years and I was like, wait a minute. Hmm. Um. Yeah, this book definitely, it had potential to be yeah. great because it's a good premise. Yeah. But it just, the execution, um, the best but you know what we did prepare some questions this book kind of felt like a really cheesy lifetime movie a little bit because i will say because it says oh it's a psychological thriller and like all this and i'm like not though what like at the end but then like everything else not really like i don't know like because i felt more eerie reading silent patient yeah, like, I would call throughout. that a psychological th- thriller. Yeah. I wouldn't I would just call this a like murder mystery. Yeah, and then at the end it had kind of like a psychological twist because Sarah was a complete nut job. Right. <laughs> and like But she wasn't doing that kind of stuff throughout. Like she wasn't she wasn't doing stuff to like psych Adam out. Like I think if she had been trying to maybe convince Adam that he was the one that murdered Kelly then I would think you could call this a psychological thriller. Well, I guess you could say her whole thing about pretending to, like, represent him and, like, look for clues to exonerate him could be, like, psychological in some sense. But I just don't think... I think just really the end was, but I don't know. And then, like, I will say one thing, because I was like, Sarah, like, why are you being so dumb throughout this book? Like, obviously, Sheriff Stevens is, like the third set of DNA that was in Kelly. Like, he's being so sus every time it's mentioned. Like, why aren't you doing this? And, like, Mm -hmm. it turns out, I think she kind of always knew, but, like, we weren't supposed to know. And, like, she knew everything already. So it was, like, when that's revealed at the end that she did it, it's like, oh, okay, cool. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, you know what, this is crazy. But, you know, Scorned Wife, we've seen it. You know, it's been said before. Um, not in real life, but well, maybe some right. cases in real life, well, but yeah. like I'm talking about like books and like movies, like the scorned wife, and she does something to like get back at the husband. Yeah. But then when it threw in the whole she killed her mom, I was like, oh no, you're like Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I also thought for sure that they were gonna throw in a pregnancy way earlier. Like when Sarah gets sick, um, towards the like beginning of the book like so her her after adam leaves kelly leaves late house and leaves kelly and goes back to dc to sarah they have sex that night and mm-hmm. they're like let's try for a baby which like in hindsight super weird <laughs> like super Very. weird for sarah to have like just murdered somebody and then is like oh adam let's have a baby that's the psychological part maybe but okay, but that's so minor. Like obviously Sarah's in that case, but at the same time, like I don't feel like she was trying to 
I just think if if this book was really going to be a psychological thriller, then Sarah needed to like mess with Adam's mind a lot more and like almost try and gaslight him into believing that he had killed Kelly. I think, yeah, that would have been a more extreme psychological. Yeah. This was very understated. This is like someone say. someone read the like the dictionary just um dictionary meaning of psychological thriller and was like, oh, I can write that. And was like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is how it goes. But I, I like I kind of thought they were gonna have Sarah end up getting pregnant from that. And then, um, like that would have added another layer to things. But I mean, they did. If we're being real, how old was the daughter? Actually, she only was only six. Eight. Okay, yeah. Six or eight. I was yeah, gonna say if enough. she was like eleven, that would have been wild because it's right. like, oh, is it Adams yeah. or is it Bob's? Exactly. That is exactly what I thought was gonna happen, and it didn't. It was just Bob's. So remember that one random part where it was like one night at her place, and then yeah. someone came in and they had sex. Yes. And at first, I was like, "Is this a dream?" And then it yes. wasn't. And it was like, "Okay, that was Bob." It was I guess so weird. Yes. It was. I thought so it was. Random. I thought that was gonna be Sheriff Stevens. I did too, because they kind of yeah. set the the um field of like maybe they had like a will they won't mm-hmm. they yeah but i don't think it ever was gonna be now after what we learned no. but um let's get into some of these questions because i kind of struggled a little to come up with some questions <laughs> i was like what do we ask um okay the first one that really like i thought of because i was kind of confused i was like how did Adam not notice that there was blood on him after he, like, touched Kelly before leaving yeah. the house in the beginning? That still doesn't make sense to me. No, because the way they, the author tried to explain it away is that Sarah had put, like, a tarp over Adam. Cause so the Sarah had, like, roofied both of them. Yeah. And then, so they were obviously, like, completely knocked out, would not have been able to respond to anything. And then she placed a tarp over Adam and then stabbed Kelly. And so, and like, that's how it was. It, it, they tried to like explain it, quote unquote, but it still was like, that's a lot of blood. And once you remove the tarp, it would have gotten on Adam. And then it like, there would have been blood is very messy and it's a liquid. So it's going to like seep into the bed and the covers and everything. Like, and it right? has like a <laughs> smell and right. like my right. thing is like he like touches her before leaving and like kissing her and he like made the comment like oh she's wet or like something like that something like gross Ew. and then like it's like okay I can see maybe in that moment you don't realize but then and like you're in the dark and it made it a point to be like okay he's in the dark but he goes to his car there's right. light at some point he sees himself right he doesn't notice there's blood on him now but also, like, if you wake up in the middle of the night, your eyes have adjusted to the darkness. So unless it was, like, completely, completely, like, pitch black dark, like, he would have been able to see something. Like, maybe, again, maybe not the exact, like, blood, but, like, there, you, you can smell it. You, you can feel it. Like, you definitely are not just going to be like, yeah, this is totally normal. Like, 
No. He's, I mean, Adam's stupid, though. So, yeah. like, you know, if anyone's gonna not notice, I yeah. guess it is gonna be Adam. Yeah. But also, like, how, like, effed up is it that Sarah's, like, once he got back to D.C., Sarah's like, yeah, let's have sex. Like, mm-hmm. I just murdered somebody. Let's, like, that's, like, serial killer vibes. I mean, if she killed two people, does that make her? I think that just makes her a double murderer. I think it has to be more than two to be a serial killer. Okay. Well, she's at least fucking crazy. She's on her way. <laughs> she's she's on, on her, her way. way. Um, She's an interesting one. Um, Yeah, that part, that was just something that stuck out to me. I was like, maybe he did. But then, like, he wrote a note being like, I've decided our ending. Like, it was, like, the perfect ominous note. Because he had decided <laughs> in that moment, like... He wanted to spend, like, he was going to leave Sarah and be with Kelly. Right. And then goes to Sarah and is like, oh, never mind. I'm going to be with Sarah. Right. Because she's like, I want a baby. He's like, no, now this is it. He was such an idiot. I Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the next question, why is Adam's mom so delusional? This woman. Oh, my God. The number of times that she was like... My perfect baby boy. There's just no way, Sarah. It's your fault. You're a you're a hardworking woman. It's your fault that he's like this. And I'm like, no, ma'am. It is your fault that he is like this. You are insane. He, yeah, like I always pictured her as um Lorelai Gilmore's mom for some reason. Really, I like El- uh, Emily no. Gilmore. I liked her, but just, like, when I, like, envisioned, like, kind of maybe, like, a mom that was, like, mean and, like, all that, I just always pick. I pictured her for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. Sometimes I associate certain people. Not that she was like her, but I was just, like, I could see her fitting the role of, like, the rich mom that just shows up and is, like, what's going on with my son and all this. <laughs> um, But, um, yeah, the mom, she seemed, like, because I wanted at some points to be, like, maybe it's because the husband her husband died and it was something from that but based off what sarah said it seemed like she was always awful even before that yeah someone was crazy i halfway at one point had the thought of like what if like what if his mom killed kelly but then i was like that doesn't really make sense it would make more sense if sarah had been the one to die that like maybe adam's mom would have killed sarah but it it wouldn't have made sense it would have been kind of interesting though that would have been an intense psychological thriller right like it was really the mom and she was getting revenge on him for some odd reason we didn't know no no, no, no. i know It, it would have been like um if if adam's mom had been the killer it would have been because she didn't want another woman to take more of adam's attention Sarah was bad enough, but now you had another one, and that just pushed her off the edge. And she was like, "No, stop." And then, plot twist: um, Sarah sees the mom do it, but she's like, "I'm gonna blame Adam. Let mm-hmm. me." Because she's like Adam. two two birds with one stone. You thought you were gonna get your son, but really, I'm gonna make sure everyone's dead except for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Um, his mom throughout the entire book i was just like this lady is insane and like i just can you imagine marrying someone and that being your mother-in-law 
Absolutely not. I was waiting for Sarah to really tell her off, which she did at one point, kind of. But I wanted even more to be like, bitch, can you shut the fuck up? I mean, granted, she probably didn't because she knew, like, I'm about to ruin your son's life. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit you where it really hurts. So I guess I get it in hindsight. But there was definitely a lot of moments where I was like, this woman needs to get. Well, and I. I guess we kind of also have to give her a little bit of kudos of recognizing that Sarah was not who she said she was. And maybe the mom like picked up on some of that, but just the way that it came maybe. out was you not. Know, you know, maybe it was like deep down she could sense that, but then it was masked in there's this trouble girl who's not paying attention to my son and now he's being accused of murder. Yeah. I don't know, but you know what? Maybe we'll give Eleanor half a point for Gryffindor with that one. (laughs) A point for Gryffindor. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, the ant analogy was ridiculous. What was the ant analogy? Okay. So this is when Adam broke out of jail after, um, after disregarding his house arrest and he gets rearrested and then he breaks out of jail and he's like on the hunt and he's trying to find clothes because he's in this like orange jumpsuit and he they keep talking about the ants like he looks down at his hand and he's like there's an ant on my hand and normally i'd shake him off but he's just trying to to find warmth he's like me. oh I'm, yeah i'm this ant and i was like this is so stupid like that was dumb. I cannot believe that an editor did not read that and be like, "What are you doing?" That yeah, it was pointless. It it, it was it was so dumb, so pointless. I completely forgot it. Um, I blocked it out. Um, I will say too, when he was on the run, a part of me was like, "Is he hallucinating?" Because I thought I just thought it was oh. weird that like he was gone for so long. See, okay, that would have made sense. Like maybe he he was Sarah was still drugging him. Yeah. See, these are the things where like I it's like it was almost there. And then if, it just if, wasn't. Like, one little thing had been added, then I think you could call this a psychological thriller. Like yeah. if Sarah had messed with his mind more or Sarah was like continuing to drug him or something, like then yes, I think that all ties in together. That makes sense. That is not what happened. So Adam is just insane. Yeah. Adam is just, he's insane. And then like it ended up, they just found him like a a day later. He went to the reporter PI's place, Rebecca, to try to like see if Scott had got to her, which Scott was Kelly's husband. Right. Um, and, And then that's where he like kisses the pi what was pi's name did you say rebecca i think it's rebecca i could be wrong yeah and so <laughs> there were so many things where i was like none of this makes sense but it would make sense if he had been drugged and was hallucinating because then maybe he like saw rebecca as sarah or as kelly for a second and there then, like, was a point where i thought maybe she was kind of an hallucination because it was just weird that it was kind of like adam was the only one to see her she showed up at the lake house yes. like that could have been something where it was like who the fuck are you talking about right and sarah brings him bottles of scotch and so mm-hmm. she definitely could have been drugging him but she probably was she, doing something because he was drinking a lot it? Right, but, like, that was never explained, and so if that was a thing that was happening, 
then the author did a really like shit job of explaining that because it it would make the book make more sense and as as a whole but it was again it was never explained so i don't think that's what was happening i think we just fixed the book i think we should write rewrite this book and (laughs) add all this stuff and i agree what were our thoughts on sheriff stevens throughout i found him to be very creepy I did too. There was like a moment in the beginning where I was like, okay, he seems to be maybe like believing Adam didn't do it and wanting to help Sarah. Right. But then he was like too hot and cold. He was very overly flirtatious with Sarah, like right from right. the jump. But then like, would would like pull way back and be like, I can't help you. Yeah, and then would case like is go done. back. Yeah. But then would go back to flirting with her. Like it was really weird. Yeah, and I was like, again, I thought it was so obvious that he was, because in Kelly, they found three sets of DNA. It was an unidentified one, Adam, and then her husband, Scott. Yeah. There was a point where I was like, okay, it's obviously Sheriff Stevens, because anytime they mention, like, the third set of DNA and just, like, finding out who it is, he would get so weird. Be like, well, why? That's that's irrelevant. Like, that doesn't even matter. Like, why would you think that? And it's just like, okay. Also, did you how did you picture Sheriff Stevens? Because he kept kind of like morphing in my brain. Most of the time, I felt like he was this like weird old guy. Yeah, I you know it's so interesting with books because sometimes I can't vision envision people's faces. Sometimes I do so strongly, and sometimes they morph. With this one, I think I'll settle on Bella's dad from Twilight. Okay. Okay. So that fits better. I pictured like an old sheriff man from like, like old TV, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't picture old. I pictured like 40s, maybe late 40s. Okay. And all that. Like maybe Sarah's close to Sarah's age or like maybe a little older, but not much. Okay. So that's, that makes it better because there were so many points where I was like, I feel like you're just a creepy old man. Right. I mean, maybe he was, but he, I don't know. He was an interesting character because also it was like, he, I feel like he disappeared for like a hundred pages. Yeah. He was just like, I was like, where did Sheriff Stevens go? That was so weird. Um, But yeah. Why did both of us think Anne was a prime suspect from the beginning? This was the theory we both had. I was like 70 yeah. pages in. I texted Katie. I was like, when Katie started, she was like, I have a theory. And then when I kind of got into it, I was like, I have a theory. And she's like, the assistant. I was like, yes. And to our credit, the assistant did was sketchy and was hiding yeah. something. So one thing, one piece of evidence found was... Um, Adam was sent a picture of him and Kelly like a couple weeks before her murder and it was sent to him and it had a note that said end it or I will yeah and they didn't know who it was well it turns out Sarah knew because she recognized Anne's handwriting but at the time she acted like she didn't mm-hmm. Um, and then Adam eventually finds out when he compares some note that Sarah gave her with evidence to the note from with the picture like oh my god mm-hmm. it's Anne and that's where he yeah. broke house arrest to confront mm-hmm. Anne right. and be like you did this you bitch ah 
Um, but it turns out it was literally just that she wanted him to end it because she felt bad for Sarah and like, but but was scared to tell Sarah about the affair. Yeah, Anne was just weirdly obsessed with Sarah, and so that's kind of why I thought that maybe she would be able to have killed Kelly because she definitely was like weirdly obsessed, like yeah. too much. I thought so yeah. too because I was like maybe to have her back like I killed the mistress right well and again I think what would have been interesting and maybe this would have been like a better flip for the book is if Kelly had been framed for Adam's murder and then it turns out that it was Anne that had murdered Adam because she was so obsessed with Sarah that's true that would have been and then like then we would have found out yeah that would have been a good twist and honestly i feel like i would have appreciated kelly's perspective far more than adam's perspective right because then like if sarah had decided to represent kelly like that would have been so fascinating and it would have been like why the fuck are you doing this do you think though with that so sarah wouldn't have done it or known anything and it would have just been Anne. Mm, no or maybe I think, a collaboration I think, I think Anne would have confessed what happened to Sarah and then Sarah would have taken on the case ultimately we'd have the same result of Kelly would have been convicted of the crime um but it was would be because Sarah was protecting Anne as like blackmail or something and then maybe like Sarah ends up killing Anne in the end of like you're insane oh maybe it would have been like a bloodbath or like a duel Mm -hmm. okay i could see that um do we think that kelly murdered her first husband this was kind of like a suspected thing because it's revealed kelly had her real name's jenna way horrible name terrible i was like what is happening um all i could think of was pretty little liars the blind girl jenna oh yeah um but um she was accused of killing her husband the same way she ended up getting murdered. But Scott, her current husband, who's a sheriff, had um, allegedly got rid of some evidence or mm-hmm. something. And it led to a mistrial. And then she ended up leaving and then becoming um, um, Kelly Summers and like living just a different life. And so that was kind of found out through the investigation, but it was never entirely confirmed if yeah. she killed him. Cause it was also like, she kind of stayed with Scott. So Scott was like abusive, but she was scared to leave him one because he had like, he had helped her with the case, which she had told Adam about like, I think two weeks before right. he murdered. And she was like, I didn't do it, but he did help me to get me mm-hmm. off. But also he's a sheriff and I can't go to the sheriff's department because they're all friends and like all this stuff. But um, again, it's never completely confirmed whether or not. So do you think she did? I don't know. Because I also don't know that if I believe that Scott was actually abusive. I feel like Kelly was just a, like a pathological liar. Because there's this back and forth of he said, she said stuff with kelly's accusations against scott and so and the fact that she was also sleeping with sheriff stevens so 
I think Kelly is just a pathological liar and maybe just wanted to get rid of her first husband. Kind of like, I think there's some similarities there between uh, Kelly and Sarah instead of just like walking away and getting divorced she like murder (laughs) murdered um which then i kind of wonder if scott was also involved if maybe kelly and or jenna whatever you want to call her was having an affair with scott even before her husband died and kelly convinced scott to murder her husband like maybe because it was just we never really got an answer again and then also we didn't really get that much details and it just seemed kind of like this mm-hmm. random side note thrown in that, like, I guess maybe we were supposed to conclude that she did kill him. But we never really got, like, yeah. a look into Kelly's psyche where we could tell whether or not she would be capable of that. Well, and and if she told Adam that Scott was abusive, she probably also told Sheriff Stevens. And again, I just, there's so many things where I'm like, I don't know if I truly believe that that Scott was as abusive as Kelly said that he was. I mean, what if it was actually Sheriff Stevens who was being abusive? And Could be. But Scott did have anger issues and kept, like, beating up people. And then he randomly disappeared. Yeah, he just, like, is gone. He's just gone. And then gone. it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah. It's like, where, where did this did man go? go? I don't know. No one knows. He's just he's just gone. No idea at all. And it was just, that was another loose end where I was like, okay. And then. Actually, I do have a comment that I just realized. Oh, yeah. Kelly Summers. And then Sarah and Bob named their daughter Summer. <gasps> That's dark-sided. That's so effed up. They just set their child up. For a maniacal path in life. Just like. With her name rooted in murder. I, I, I'm I shocked. That's so weird. That's so weird. To give your child the name of someone that you murdered. I guess maybe because it was her fake name. That's so weird. That would. Wow. They're. Okay. Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like even, oh my gosh. Wait a set again, wait a set your daughter up. Um I... oh, speaking of, were we surprised by the ending? A little bit. I think once we got to Yeah, I would say I overall, yeah, I was surprised by it, mainly just because I just I really didn't know who it was so convoluted at this point that I was like, yeah. I honestly don't know. Like, you, this could have been just a random person. And in some ways, it kind of feels like Sarah was too obvious of a twist. A little, because just the setup of, like, oh, is she getting back at her husband? Like, that whole thing. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I also feel like she didn't need to... to to frame him for murder like there definitely could have been easier ways to get adam out of the picture without like having to pay him alimony and all of that like obviously she that's why she because that's why she didn't want to divorce him was that she didn't want him to take half of her like wealth um but i feel like she could have just 
like slip something in his scotch and or something like there's there are so many other ways that she could have like gotten rid of him also like she's an attorney she could have like figured out a loophole or made him sign something without True. him knowing yeah it's like actually if they divorce she doesn't have to give him anything like, right yep she could have but yeah I will say I was pretty surprised, especially because, you know, we're getting Sarah's perspective all throughout. And it seems like, okay, she's worried about Adam, but also conflicted because he did have an affair. She's working through all these things and like her career and not trying to be so devoted to her career, but having to do all this, like all that stuff. And it was really a shift because we feel like she's worried throughout. And then all of a sudden, 11 years later, she's like smirking and like with right. him in the interview to, mm-hmm. or in the goodbye, just being like, I'm not going to miss you at all. Adam. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, just, I, don't like, like, I don't like that face. Yeah, It's like that movie <laughs> Smile. Mm. I never saw it. <laughs> it was okay. Um, But um, it's just like, it was definitely a shift. And so I was kind of surprised. I think one of the things that surprised me the most was like, so the thing with Sarah's past is we learned a little of it. We learned her dad died and then her mom, quote unquote, overdosed on heroin. And she had said, oh, she found her mom with the needles like in the hotel room dead. And then she like left and called the police and like all that stuff. It was the last time she saw her mom. Turns out, her mom had an overdose, but she found her mom and she stuck three needles into her to yeah, kill her. she overdosed her mother. Yes. So that was, and she was like, because I was sick of my mom and she wasn't, I was never going to be like her. She and was slowly you, killing herself anyway. So I just expedited the process. Yeah. So um, dark. So dark. <laughs> but um so that was yeah that was also a little shocking to where again i was like wow you're crazy um so i would say overall i was pretty shocked because again it was like but also i guess it makes sense because with a lot of the people that it was like revealed to be like again with Anne, we suspected her for something turns out right. she was doing something sketchy yeah. but it wasn't the murder sheriff stevens it was so obvious something was sketchy turns out he was having an affair with kelly but he didn't murder her so right. i felt like all the other things it was like so obvious things like even kind of with like bob it was like well if it did end up being him like she did allegedly kill his brother right so i guess but i just <laughs> But that also, we didn't get enough of, like, Bob's perspective to really, like... Right. He was, like, a, a character that just kind of got tossed in. Yeah. It feels like. Like, he was there, and so then the author gave him more of a backstory. But he could have just as easily not been there, and it would have been fine. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It was just... I think, I think my problem with this book is that we needed more psychological like things happening throughout the book like just to reveal that side of sarah at the very end i feel like it was not enough like there should have been more things kind of throughout Mm -hmm. and to me that would have been like more entertaining and entertaining sounds like the ba- a bad word to use here. It would have been but... more fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have just made for a 
more compelling book, I think, had there been a little bit more, you know. I do feel like looking back, there was definitely hints with Adam that he was giving about it maybe being Sarah Mm -hmm. because he would always be like, Sarah knows everything. Sarah's calculated. Sarah, like, there's nothing that gets past Sarah. So kind of like in hindsight, it was kind of a Mm -hmm. hint of like, Sarah knows what happened and Sarah's behind this. Mm. Um, A very understated, um, I guess maybe if we were to reread this, which I don't think either of us plan on doing. No. Um, but with that being said, um, I don't have any more questions. Do you have any more questions you can think of? No, I don't. And I and <laughs> I, I do just want to say, like, I know we've given this author a lot of shit, but I mean, I can't write a book like this. So kudos to you for writing this book. Um, but maybe not your best work. Maybe you have other books that are better. Maybe. The premise was there, you know. Um, yes. With that a good being idea. Said, yeah, good idea. Good idea. Um, Katie, out of one of five lattes, what do you rank this? And um, who do you want to get a coffee with, if anyone? I'm going to give this like a 2.8 out of five. Okay. <laughs> like, I just, I really felt like it just didn't, it just didn't hit for me. Could have been better. Um, getting a coffee i i think Anne because i feel like Anne needs someone to come through and be like you you need a life <laughs> she needs a life coach to be like hey i know you think sarah's great but really she's kind of crazy and that's what you're like getting caught up in and maybe you should just take some time to like reflect on yourself and what you want for your life and maybe don't try and be sarah just a thought yeah maybe don't do that yeah Um, and then yeah i would agree with that um i don't know if i'd get a coffee with ann i really gotta think about that one um i'll give this book 2.5 out of 5 because it was just so frustrating yeah and it was just like Overall, the more I think about it, the more I hate it. So I really, I have to go with the, whenever I rank these, I have to go with what's on my heart, like in my heart at the time. Um, So 2.5 lattes out of five. Yeah. Who would I get coffee with? Um, oh my God. Not Sarah. She'd probably fucking kill me. Wow, uh, or at least roofie you. At least. Um... Oh my gosh, there's no one really. Um, What did you think about Matthew? Matthew would be great to get a coffee with. Matthew was kind of like the kind of funny gay best friend who like, he also went to Yale with her. He was helping her with the case. Um, I don't think he knew about Sarah. I, I was just going to say, do you think that he realizes that his 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 bestie is like insane? Maybe he had an idea when looking more into the case that maybe Sarah was behind it, but it was kind of open-ended and Sarah said that she had to lie to him, which makes me think like, okay, she didn't open up to him about it. And I think he was going to be at her wedding to Bob. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think he knew he always, you know, he always just seemed like the loyal friend that like had her back and would like say funny stuff and like mean stuff to people like Adam Mm -hmm. and the sheriff. 
So, you know what? I would have a coffee with Matthew. He seemed to be the most with it character. Okay. It could be fun. It could be a good shit talking sesh. And who knows what else? <laughs> um, so, you know what? Yeah. I'll settle with Matthew. Um, you know, there you go. There you go. But that's pretty much it for this wonderful book. Uh, <laughs> next week's okay. a coffee break. But the next book we're going to be covering, which will be in two parts, is Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. And that's going to be our final book of the year. I'm excited. I feel like we're going to be ending the year off on a high note. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to get started. The book's so long. On my Kindle, it's like it's 800 pages. Um, but we're going to be covering, yeah. I think it's like 66 chapters. Our first part's going to be 1 through 33 and then 34 through 36 or 66 for um the next part. So look out for that. Um, so excited. We're doing it in two parts because given the craziness of the holidays and everything, I feel mm-hmm. like I need the time to read yeah. it. Well, and, and for our next episode with the coffee break, like we're going to have a lot to rehash. Like I want to hear how the Hannah Burner show was. Oh, and yes. then you're going to have your Thanksgiving travels. I will be home for my Thanksgiving travels. So it'll be great. Yes, it will be great. Um, I'm excited for that. But, you know, in the meantime, that's it for today's episode. Make sure to rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we're available anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Literary Latte Podcast. If you want to send us an email with any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, book recommendations, you can reach us at the literary latte podcast at gmail.com. And um, that's it for my spiel, right? There's nothing else. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, thought I was 10 out of 10. Something. I'm not 10 out of 10. Thank you so much. Um, but with that being said, we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.